0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, run, don't walk, I guess. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about last night's win, which is uh, very exciting. It is uh, not a a big win, I don't think. It's, um, you know... uh, it's a win against Colorado, which is very good. They're not in our division. They're not even in our conference. So you know, even if we did lose, it was not going to be a big thing in terms of uh, divisional matchups, etc. But uh, we'll we'll get to all of that in just a minute. Uh, so Blue Jackets win five to four in overtime uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. I was a little bit worried uh especially at the end of regulation but again we'll get into that in just a minute uh first period was pretty pretty good uh i thought we were pretty evenly matched uh shots were 12 to 10 in favor of colorado uh and then the second period it was kind of peak second period jacket shall we say uh They allow a goal 32 seconds into the second period, Logan O'Connor's first of the season. And then uh, Bowen Byram adds a goal about halfway through, makes it two nothing. And that's kinda, it felt a little bit inevitable then to, as to how the game was gonna go. Uh, It felt like the ice was super tilted in the direction of the avalanche. Uh, And then, you know, we got one back Jake Bean gets his second of the season. Alf Bjorkstrand still leading the way with those assists. He's got seven on the season. Andrew Peek gets an assist. Uh, and then, you know, we go into the third period. I'm like, okay, we're we're down two one. This is this is doable. This is something we can, you know, overcome. I guess. Uh, but I didn't think we'd been playing badly up until that point. Corpusalo had definitely been one of our best players, which I mean rinse, repeat, etc. You know, death, Texas. the Blue Jackets goalies being the MVPs of every game. Colt Sillinger scores his second of the season just over a minute in on a, just a bonkers play from uh, Jake Waricek. Uh Just throws it at the net and Sillinger redirects it. It's a 2-2 game. And then literally three minutes later, Colt Sillinger gets his third of the season. Uh, another beautiful Tip in play. Uh, what a pass from Gabriel Carlson. Like that might have been my favourite play of the entire game. Is that pass from Gabriel Carlson. Just absolutely perfect. Cole Sillinger tips it past the goalie, and we're up three two. And I am just as surprised as everyone else, including uh, the Avalanche. I think uh, Boone Jenner uh, scores his sixth of the season to put us up four two, and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling feeling pretty good about this. Uh, there's still plenty of time for us to ruin it, but I'm feeling pretty good about it, and, you know, because the Blue Jackets are the Blue Jackets. Two empty net goals for uh, Colorado, one from JT Comfer, who apparently is leading the, the team in scoring, which I guess is how that works. Uh, and then Bowen Byram gets a second uh, to make it 4-4 with 52 seconds left. Uh, on the on the clock in regulation so not a great finish to to regulation um i don't think either of those goals can be blamed on Jonas corp i thought he had a really solid really good game uh the the annoying thing was that empty net the gus nyquist missed by about six inches uh which is frustrating because he's i empty net guy, and you could see he was frustrated with himself, Uh, and of course that was one of like four icings in about 30 seconds that then kind of came back to to bite us as we allowed that tying goal. And we go to overtime for the fourth time this season, at which point I'm like, okay, Patrick Laine missed the last eight minutes of regulation and also didn't play in overtime. And I'm like, okay, who's going to score in overtime then if it's not? If it's not going to be Patrick Line, uh, but apparently it's going to be Jake Bean. Uh, he picks up his second of the game. Uh, Cole Sillinger adds an assist to make it a three point night for him. Jake Voracek adds another assist. He's, again, kind of quietly racking up those points. He's got nine on the season so far. And that's, that's kind of all she wrote, folks. Uh, really, really fun game, uh, I'm not mad about us going to overtime necessarily. Uh, if it had been against the Metropolitan team, then I would have been a little bit more annoyed. Uh, like, you know, the the game against the Devils, although we came from behind in that game, so I guess it's not really the same thing. But I don't mind giving the Colorado Avalanche an overtime point. Uh, if we'd gone to overtime and then lost it, I would have been frustrated because, you know, when you're up 4-2 with three minutes left, you should be able to hang on to that lead. Uh, but... We got it done in overtime. Kids doing doing pretty well. Uh, two goals from Jake Bean, who is uh twenty one. Two goals from Cole Selinger, who is still only eighteen. So kids are kids are all right. Uh, in a minute, we'll talk a little bit about uh what I liked. From this game, uh, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Because Bet Online is back and better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts so I guess the the first thing about this game, which was exciting for me, is that we outshot our opponent for the first time this season, maybe. And that's unexpected. Uh, I know I talked a little bit on yesterday's episode about how team defense for Colorado is down. Uh, they were 28th of the league before last night's game uh so if there was going to be a time to kind of take advantage of that and outshoot Colorado it was it was now I guess um in terms of stats uh all of the kids that I wanted to kind of make an appearance in this game did uh Andrew Peak got his I believe first point of the season uh Jake Bean with two goals, Bjorkstrand with two assists, Linea with two assists, three point nine for Sillinger, uh, Boone Jenner adds another goal, two point nine for uh, Jake Voracek. It's all kind of it's all kind of coming together. I think uh, this was not our best game. Uh, again, you know you don't want to give up that that lead uh, so late in the game, but that might have been our most complete game in terms of you want the guys that you wanted to score were scoring and also other guys were as well. Uh if we go and kind of look at the the team stats now, uh we've got three guys that are a point per game or better. Bjorkstra leading the way with 12, Laine with 10, Voracek with 9. Jenner still has he has six points uh, and they are all goals which is pretty pretty fun and also just kind of bonkers i remember there was a season a while back where brandon perry had like 20 goals and two assists and they were like how did you even do this like how did you not bank a couple in off somebody else you know um but that's it's it's looking good again we're kind of still doing the scoring by committee thing uh it's it's very balanced i think and i'm not not upset about that at all um faceoffs were kind of down a little bit this game which is not great uh penalty kill I thought was was really good uh they had three power plays and didn't score at any of them we did not get a power play this game which is the second time this season uh I do want to look into penalty differential at some point. Because, you know, we're only, what, nine games in? And (laughs) of those nine games, two of them, we have had zero power play opportunities. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's because other teams aren't taking penalties. Or, you know, penalties are getting missed or whatever. But it's just, it's a weird... It's a weird thing. Uh, But, for the most part, I like this game. I like this game a lot. I thought it was a really strong... Team game, uh, as I said earlier, you know, the Cole Sillinger with three points being with two goals, like this is this is the, the fruits of the Seth Jones trade kind of coming in. Uh, obviously, Boquist is out at the minute injured, but when you look at, you know, how Chicago is going with Seth Jones, uh, yeah, I think he's got nine assists. Or nine points in the season so far, but you look at Jake Bean, who's got three goals. Cole Sillinger, who's got five points on the season. Uh, you know that that first round pick and the second round pick that we flipped for Jake Bean are kind of. It looks like it might turn out pretty pretty good for the Blue Jackets. Uh, obviously, it's still early in the season for both teams. Uh, we don't know when Boquist will be back. Hopefully soon. Uh, I know the Blue Jackets have got five days. Uh, they've got three days off after this, I believe, they don't play again until Sunday, and they've got five days off after that, so it should give us time to, uh, monitor Bean some more, monitor Boquist some more, figure out what's up, and maybe get him back on the ice, we should get Max Domi back by the end of next week as well, uh, so, things are, things are looking up for the Blue Jackets, which is always good, uh, in a minute, uh, we will take a look at what we need to do uh, better next game, and maybe a couple of changes that we need to make to uh, continue this this little streak that we're on, uh, and to beat Colorado again because they're coming into our barn, and they're probably going to be mad about losing to us. So we'll be we'll figure out how we can maybe redo this game but without giving up the lead so late uh, so that's coming up in just a minute so yeah this weird NHL scheduling means that we're playing Colorado well we played them last night and then we're playing them again on Sunday and then that's it we're done for the season which I'm fine with uh, Colorado is kind of a terrifying team to play especially Nate McKinnon uh, again, I talked about that a little bit yesterday, but man, the guy is just—and I watched. I was watching him last night. I don't understand how he's so big and so strong, and yet he skates like he does. Uh, that was that was the thing for me last night that I noticed is he was just his feet are always moving. He takes these tiny little steps, and suddenly he's halfway across the rink, and it's terrifying. Um, but I think we. Did a really good job kind of limiting him to shot chances, uh, so, you know, that's something that's got to continue. Um, but after after Sunday, that is, that is Colorado done and finished, and we don't have to think about them again this season, uh, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, I feel like we have a couple of these every season, where it's like, oh, we're going to play this team, like, four times in a month, and then be done and then sometimes you don't see a team until like March. I feel like a couple of seasons ago we didn't see Philadelphia until like early March and it was just a weird, a weird happenstance of uh, the NHL schedule. But in terms of what we need to do t- on Sunday to improve on what we did last night, uh, I think we need to be better defensively, obviously. um, Yeah, we outshot uh avalanche and i think we we outchanced them uh we had more high danger scoring chances as well but we need to not give up those those six on five goals uh because that was almost what sunk us and uh, they went into overtime with all of the momentum uh and it just so happened that the first shot on goal for either team was the one that went in um and it was lucky that it was us uh but they had all the momentum going into that overtime period, and it's like I say, I'm not mad that we went to overtime, but it was frustrating, especially to see Gus Nyquist miss that empty net from, yeah. I don't know, I think six inches, six or eight inches, uh, outside of the outside of the post. Um, so you know, obviously, my f- my first tip would be to not collapse late in the third period, uh, because you know, four two is is respectable. Uh, especially against a team as good as Colorado. Uh, If so, if we can basically play exactly the same as we did last night again on Sunday, uh, I don't know if they'll have some guys back. Kale McCarr is day-to-day. Andre Burakovsky is also day-to-day. And I believe Mikko Rantanen was also day-to-day. I imagine we'll probably see Darcy Kemper in goal. uh, So that I think is... Probably an upgrade for them, although uh, Johansson was very, very good uh, right up until kind of that third period where he allowed a couple of quick goals and then it kind of got in his head about it, I think. Um, It'll be interesting to see the starting goalie matchup, I imagine. We'll probably see Muslikins in goal for us. I don't know that we'll see any other lineup changes except maybe uh, Boquist coming back in probably for Beirutha, uh, who I didn't mind in this game. I thought he was fine, but I would very much like to have uh, Adam Boquist back for that top four. Um, even if it's just so Zach Ransky doesn't have to play, like, 30 minutes. Um, I don't actually know how much he played last night but I feel like it was a lot because I felt like every time he was on the ice it was yeah he played 24 almost 25 minutes uh last night so bringing um bringing uh back will probably let us give Warinski a little bit of a rest and that's really kind of the only the only lineup change I would make but I do think it's going to be a much stronger Avalanche team that comes into Columbus, and they're going to be annoyed about losing, and they might take it out on us. So I guess, you know, tips, tips for the game. Uh, Keep it simple. Don't try and do anything fancy. Uh, Keep rolling lines. I noticed uh, the fourth line was really good. Uh, Or I thought so. Anyway, uh, I feel like Corrali, uh, Robinson, and Texier were really noticeable. In this game, uh, Texier uh, was again fantastic on the penalty kill. Uh, that line is really kind of clicking and coming together, which is is pretty good. Uh, I called it the energy line yesterday, and that's kind of that's kind of what it was. Uh, I think they need to be a little bit more solid defensively, but they're causing a lot of chaos in. Uh, offensive zone and i am about that so if they can kind of keep that going then that will you know cause some problems for the avalanche who are yes pretty pretty deep but they're down a bunch of guys at the minute if they get a couple of those guys back obviously that will help their their case um but if we can take advantage of the fact that they're down a couple of really strong defensemen then we can really make them pay uh, and somehow sneak out of that series with with four points. Uh, I said yesterday that if we can come out of this with three points out of the four, then I would be happy, and we're already two points, two points down. So let's uh, head into Sunday's game. Let's get two more points, and then we have, like, an entire week off. Uh, which, actually, a friend pointed out that this would have been about the time that they were in Finland... Or they were supposed to be in Finland, which obviously got cancelled. So I assume that is why the schedule is weird and like this. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Just something that uh, my friend pointed out. And suddenly the the big gap in the schedule made a lot of sense. Um, tomorrow is Friday. I will be sitting down with Chris Michelli of Locked on Avalanche, we'll probably take a uh, look at last night's game from his point of view, uh, what he liked about the Blue Jackets, what he thinks the Avalanche need to do to be better, and we'll look ahead to Sunday's game so that should be fun and that's kind of all I've got for you today, I've been Jay Foster you can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter over at underscore Jacob Foster J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R If you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, we'll probably do a little bit of a mailbag at the end of the week, then you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making me your first listen of the day. uh, We're free available on all podcast platforms. So go make your second listen of the day, Lockdown Avalanche, and get Chris's point of view on last night's game. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.